1: Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. And now the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and internet history. I
2: rode with them. I know what an idiot this guy
1: is. Pedro Fernandez. Hey, Pedro, how you doing? And good evening to everybody out there listening to the show. Domicil
3: Caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi million dollar sports by Live Studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide in WBC TV. Often imitated with Hardly duplicated, 37, make that 38-plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am ever so modest, host. I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion. was ranked here in the United States as an amateur boxer, and I won some awards as far as being a journalist. So I'm an award-winning boxing writer. So supposedly, allegedly, i supposed to know something a little bit about boxing. But guess what? The average fan knows more. So each show, I open up the toll-free at the top of the hour to allow you guys to chime in. one 800 878-7529. That's 1-80-878-7529. Of course, you can also hit us up on the text lines. Text us here in the studio with that number. No commitments with that. No guilt either. Like you don't have to come on the air. 415-275-1613. The text line here in the studio, 415-275-1613. Of course. Wow, what can we say? Last night, Oscar Valdez defended the WBC 130-pound title and it wasn't without any controversy going in or coming out. We'll talk about that in depth with... Boxing's PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer, on the other side of the next break. For a straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'll also delve into the hmm, Shakur Stevenson-Jamel Waring fight. They're going to hook it up, and the winner of that fight supposedly hooks it up with Oscar Valdez. And this Valdez supposedly has a rematch clause with Robinson Kinsale. Because that was a real close fight last night. Any way you look at it, it was real close. You are tuned to the longest running show, fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide once again. 1-800-878-7510 or the guilt-free text line, 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but hey, you know that. But
2: i not lonely now. My outlook hasn't altered how. I've changed my attitude. I
4: feel very low. It's back-to-school time, so here's a lesson in big wireless hype. Flashy phone sales usually don't add up to actual savings. Graduate to Straight Talk Wireless. You can keep your phone, number, and 5G network. And for a limited time, get double the data for just $35 a month, all on America's best 5G networks. Keep your phone, lower your bill. It's a no-brainer. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and Straight Talk KYOP kit. Double data ends ten thirty twenty one. Standard 5GB high-speed data on $35 plans redeemed thereafter. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. This report brought to you by IBM. IBM is helping to enhance the U.S. open viewing experience by using AI to keep fans more informed about players and matches. How? with real-time rankings and insights on the U.S. Open app and usopen.org. The new IBM Power Rankings with Watson and updated Match Insights with Watson run on IBM Cloud, using AI and natural language processing to analyze data and offer key insights ahead of each of the tournament's singles matches. Noah Sykin, Vice President, IBM. Since last year's Entirely Virtual Tournament, we've learned even more about what fans are looking for and how technology can help execute a tournament of this scale. We're excited to bring that insight into our continued partnership with the USDA and to help leverage our AI and cloud expertise to make the tournament more engaging for fans by digital platforms and new fan experiences. The U.S. Open also launched the first ever U.S. Open fantasy tennis game with insights from IBM Watson. To see the technology in action, visit usopen.org.
0: 800 817 2968. 800 817 2968. 800 817 2968. That's 800 817 2968.
5: The Double Play! It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. Like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card. Choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation.
1: Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. As I watched the replay of the Oscar
3: Valdez Robinson-Conseco fight here on uh, the screen right in front of me here in the studio, um, I have to say it was quite controversial in the fact that, you know, if you win the first four rounds of a fight, you've only got to win three more after that to win the fight. Case in point, Marvin Hagler and Sugar Ray Leonard back in 1987, of course, Ray won the first four rounds. I thought he might have won the first five rounds, but he won the first four rounds without a doubt. All they had to do was squeak out three more, or like I told Marvin Hagler in Mexico City because they didn't want him punching me. I said, Marvin, you you let him steal three rounds after that. Well, yeah, he stole three rounds after that, but the bottom line is Ray won that fight 115-113. Now, last night, Oscar Valdez, a slight betting favorite over, of course, the hometown guy fighting out of Tucson, Arizona, sort of like his second home. He was born in Mexico, but raised in Tucson. So he fought in front of a hometown crowd last night, 10000 people I believe outside they were all drinking they were all having a good time but the bottom line is Oscar Valdez wasn't really the fighter we saw that fought Miguel Burchelt he didn't get off last night he was out thrown I mean the other man outthrew him as far as number of punches thrown number of punches landed I mean you can go on and on I think he, the bottom line is if you looked at it just from a, a CompuBot's point of view okay um punch counts that kind of good stuff the Brazilian won and then if you look at it just from a from a, basically like like counting rounds, it looked like the Brazilian won. I didn't count the rounds. I have to. Rem- I can't score a fight afterwards. I didn't score it. I didn't think the fight was going to go the route. Okay, I thought you know that, that Valdez would probably win in a knockout in four or five rounds. I looked at the other guy's body. I said you know he's he's tall. He's lean. He'll probably break him down with body shots. But the breaking down never came last night. There was never a breaking down per se. And one judge, uh, by the name of Stephen Blay, who lives in Denver, Colorado. So anybody that knows Stephen in Denver telling me he should be arrested for impersonating a judge with a score of 117 to 110. Now, I have to take into consideration that the referee, Tony Zeno, he's another guy that should be arrested for impersonating an official. I'm sorry, two times in a W2, two, two officials in the WBC title fight, and the WBC is my sponsor. I have to tell it like it is, okay? um, Yeah, Tony Zeno, the referee, took a point away from Robson for for patting, uh, patting, Patting Lopez on the back of the head—it's the best way I could put it. He patted him, okay, and then Lopez cracked him on the back of the head, and there was nothing was called. Anyway, it looked—it looked very biased when you look at it on television. You look like you know the referee, because I've had referees look at me, Marty Salmon and blah, blah, blah. I, 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 Marty Salmon looked at me one time. He told me in Spain at a WBC convention, like 15 years after the fight, that the, the boxing officials told him to watch me. In other words, don't let him get away with anything. So they took away two points. I lost a fight that I, that I won handily. No doubt about that. I would have had five Golden Glove championships instead of four. But the bottom line is they do that. I mean, judges are bad. I mean, their hometown, their favorite here, their favorite there. Now, I'm not saying that all judges are that way or all referees are that way. But last night, Tony Zaino... He just looked like he was a bush league referee, you know, in, in a big league fight. And I have to say the same thing as far as this guy Stephen Blaze concerned. He's been an official, I think, since 1996. Was a referee, became a judge in 2003. Hey, pal, time to pack it in because the scores were 115-112 twice for Lopez, and he took it away. That one point it made it 115-113. Um, at point one point being. I thought a bogus penalty. So he was 115-113, which is a 7-5 to five fight, a close fight. Okay, you can't say it's a robbery either way, but, man, it sure did look to me like the Brazilian won enough rounds to win that fight. Hector thought the same thing, and, of course— uh, Mr. Martinez is quite opinionated. He was all over the phone last night and this morning telling me all about this. Bottom line is Oscar Valdez did not have a good week, despite the fact that I think ESPN or somebody said last night he had a good week. He had a horrible week. Speaking of horrible weeks, we go from horrible weeks to good guys with a great family. I'm talking about Mr. Socrates Palmer, boxing's PhD. How's Sebastian doing, Sock?
6: He's doing good. He had the case of the sniffles about a earlier in the week, and, um, he's getting better okay. little by little, you know, just, you know, Sebastian, you Sebastian is with. the
3: newborn, uh, a child in the, uh, Socrates, uh, family here. Uh, bottom line is, was I too little harsh in, 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 going after Tony Zeno for his, for his refereeing last night?
6: Um, I don't think you were harsh. I think that, you know, he definitely, uh, overexerted his authority, uh, so to speak. Um, without any type of warning. Um, I don't remember any other time in the fight where where there were rabbit punches thrown, and yeah, it was pats in the back of the head, you know, but it just happened. I think the criticism is there was no warning, you know, um, we've seen real dangerous stuff happen with rabbit punching, you know, uh, Pritchard Cologne, who's now, you know, pretty much in the vegetative state here in New York. So I, I'm very sensitive to that, but that looked really like, just a panic move or, or a corrupt move. One of the two.
3: Okay. Or, um, or or, or I, 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 an inept I, I, move.
6: Or an inept move, exactly. So, okay. like you said, maybe he was in over his head. First time in a title fight. I don't know his, his history as, as far as uh, title fights that he's done, being on television. But it was not uh, a great night for Zayn. He, he, and I agree with you. You know, Valdez was not at his best. But I thought he did enough to win the fight. Did you, you see know, the
3: Brazilian dance be- behind the referee? Did you see him get the ref? He got the referee between him and the fighter. Did you see him do that?
6: <laughs> he was doing some. Uh, I, don't, I mean, It was
3: like, it was almost like <laughs> like um like a contortionist. I mean, you're looking at something like a like a like a magic act. It was like boom. He like he put the he put himself between the referee and the fighter. The Brazilian, I thought, showed good footwork. Did he showboat? Yes, but I got to ask you this. Your box is Ph.D. If a guy wins two minutes of a round and showboats the rest of the round, does he lose the round?
6: Um, it depends what, what are the shots that he's landing. If he's just flicking and running, you know, and not really landing anything with big consequence, and then you get clipped with the harder, cleaner shots, then, yeah, you know, it's all it's all subjective. We know that there's, you know, boxing, judging, what do you like? There's some judges that like the defensive fighter. There's some that like the aggressor. Um, yes, uh, the um, I forget, Robinson outthrew him. Did he land significant shots? I can't remember a time in the fight that he actually hurt Valdez. I thought Valdez's footwork was a little off. It wasn't the same like Brochelle, but it's a different animal. This guy is a is a pure boxer, the Brazilian. He showed his Olympic pedigree, but. You know, when you are the the underdog, when you're fighting on the road, you can't leave anything in doubt. Oh. You know, you got you got to bring it home, like the way when Josh Taylor beat Ramirez, he 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 took it to, him, you know, and and obviously fought the fight his life, and that and last night the Brazilian had to do that and he came up short.
3: You know, I I, I one time I fought across the bay in Hayward, California. And the guy puffed me up a little bit. I mean, he he did. I I thought he won the fight. I was standing standing in the center of the ring. I was ready to I was ready to congratulate him. Ready to congr- and they gave me the fight, and everybody okay. sort of knew on my team that it wasn't. A, you know, what I'm saying I was back in the gym Monday morning. But what I'm trying to tell you is, you know, when you've lost fights and you the body language sort of tells you things, and right. neither guy was really showing. That they they lost last night, but you know you could just see that that Oscar Valdez was not having a good night. And through twelve rounds, I thought he was outlanded. I thought he was you know <laughs> you can say what you want about the running style. Somebody said he looked like a, he looked like a a Cuban on on steroids or something like that. I thought that was a little bit a bit a bit, uh, a bit rough. But the bottom line is, I right. thought the guy landed a lot of punches. Oh, let's go back to um. Let's get, let's get this fight out of the way. Steven Bley scored a 117-110, so he scored uh, three rounds for um, the Brazilian. Do you think that's right?
6: Uh, you know what? No. I, I personally had it 7-5 for Valdez. Um, you know, you, you, you saw when they would show the replays, some of the body shots that looked like they landed clean. Um, The Brazilian, you know, was blocking him, catching him on the elbows and on the hip. Uh, Three rounds is pretty rough. I mean, that's, you're really looking at uh, one-sided. I mean, that's, somebody needs to, you know. Do these guys get graded? uh, Unofficial
3: statement from the WBC this morning to me, shot via WhatsApp. Uh, We won't be seeing that guy ever again.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was the. Uh, I
3: mean, I'm just telling you. I, I got. I got a little text this morning, and um, that 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 was what I was. That was what I gleaned from the text because okay, we won't be seeing them one more time. Okay, Shakur Stevenson, Jamal Waring, Um Is Jamal the champion? Un- is he under the underdog champion here? I mean, is he underdog even though Shakur Stevenson is still a bit untested?
6: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you know, Jamal Herring. Hey. I sold him short when he fought Brampton and he shut me up. You know, Jamal Herring is the real deal. Um, he is, I mean, what's there not to like about him? The guy's complete class. When you, when you hear him in interviews, ex military, you know, so he's got the utmost respect from me. Um, and he's just a guy that seems to be a hard worker. Um, and he goes about his business the right way. On the other side, you got someone that we don't know who, who he is. I mean, ESPN tells us he's great. You know, you listen to t- Tim Bradley and, and Andre Ward and in the top-ranked propaganda machine, I don't know why he should fight again. He should already be in Canistota. But he hasn't fought anybody. <laughs> you know, he hasn't fought anybody. Can he do it in the ring? You know, not through the PR press that we get. Um, so this is definitely a show and prove fight for Shakur Stevenson, who has been criticized for not being an exciting fighter. Um fighting very tactical. Um, he's the bigger guy, naturally. I saw them at the press conference the other day. The pictures you see, Shakur Stevenson, a lot thicker than Herring, although Herring is a little might be a little taller. Um, it's a great fight. It really is. Um, and Herring is someone that you cannot sell short. You know, he's a hard worker. He's been through a lot. And um, I think Shakur, if he's too busy reading his own press clippings, can have his stardom uh, derailed. Okay,
3: time to put you on the spot before the we break here. i got about 45 seconds. Demetrius Andrade, when's he going to fight somebody? That's your buddy.
6: Oh, man, you talk about a wasted career. He, uh, I mean, he first came out the gate, signed by Star Boxing. Maybe that was his first mistake. <laughs> and now he's, <laughs> well, you know, and then he, uh, The Zone and Eddie Hearn, like, what are they doing for him? I mean, He'll probably be 40 when he finally gets the Canelo fight. Freeze <laughs> that, freeze that
3: thought. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV, live on Twitch.tv, of course, the Sports Byline USA channel.
1: Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez.
0: That's 800-846-2153. My doctor prescribed me Viagra.
2: Since I have predicted that I'll be the champion the time I'm 21, well naturally everybody's coming to see you win. Easy. And they represent you thinking. These represent dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <There you laughs> <right. laughs> He will be mine in round nine. And if he makes me sore, I'll cut it to four. Thank you very much. And Thank if that don't much. do, we'll get him in two. <laughs> if he runs, we'll get him in one. <laughs> and in your heart, you know I'm right. If this bum go over five rounds, I won't return to the United States for 30 days. That's final. I walked in the L- London England. I jumped off the airplane. And Cleopatra was at ringside to witness. Can this Louisville Lip come over here and call the exact round again? We don't believe it. The fifth round came.
3: The one, the only, Muhammad Ali. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live, Worldwide, and WBC-TV. Of course, on the uh, last night, of course, WBC title fight in action on ESPN, ESPN Plus, for the most part, the app. And, of course, it was looking good as far as the presentation was concerned. Especially the fight beforehand. I'm talking about the semi-main event. Luis Lopez upset Gabriel Flores. Is Gabriel Flores managed by um, Andre Ward? You
6: know, I don't know, P. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I he you is. don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I sort
3: of asked you a question. I sort of knew knew the answer to. He's, oh, okay. He's he's an advisor, I believe. He's an advisor, oh, okay. I believe. They should have stopped that last night. There was no sense in the kid just taking more of a licking. You know what I'm saying? If he was pretty beat up. They should have stopped that fight. Why Why? Why didn't they? Especially the corner. The father is sending them out. You know, the father, I've said this before, either father, they know no median. Either they go too far and let a fight go too long or they cut a fight off too early. Because of the emotional involvement, they can't be objective. A
6: thousand percent. And it's, and it's always been that way from... The time I started watching boxing, you know, um, Benitez's father, Ooh, Gregorio. Felix Trinidad's father. Uh, although Felix, although you know what, that's probably one of the better father-son relationships. Now that yeah. I just think of that, of course, Roy Jones's father, uh, very, um, we all know, well documented. Yeah, it's hard, man. I mean, I, I, I got pumped up watching my daughter in the spelling bee. So I can't imagine <laughs> a fight. You know, it's, uh, it's, yeah. I think you definitely need some balance in the corner, you know, and um, probably if the father was a fighter himself, it probably, you know, would be more rational decisions.
3: But but this is where you step and see, there's a referee there, there's a doctor there, there's a corner there, there's three entities and put in place to protect the fighter. And all three entities failed him there because there's really no sense for him taking that ass whooping in the 10th round. And that's what
1: it was.
6: Yeah, at some point you can tell one. when someone's just not going to win, and yeah, you say the punch is chance, but you know that punch has to get there, and you see that the guy can't pull the trigger. It's it's bad business. You know okay. someone um, has to have uh, the um, what's the word? You know it, it takes guts to you know to tell the dad, okay, stop. It's it. It's over. You know, but um, someone should have done that.
3: You know, I, I I don't know if you remember who you know who Jerry Tarkanian was. He was he course, the coach of the Shark. You know, yeah, the Shark. Anyway, he used to have a towel in his mouth. Okay, you know, and it was kept him from from screaming stuff. But the reason why I had a towel in my hand working amateur corners is I would throw the towel in in a heartbeat. I mean, if if I had a kid in the ring and the referee didn't see something or I saw my kid looking cross-eyed or something like that, boom, man, I threw that towel in right away. I had kids tell me. I was okay. I'm not willing to take that chance. You know what I'm saying? So. The corner should have been there to protect him. The corner, the man—I mean, the manager. The manager's in, the, in, in in the crowd. The manager should be going up to the corner and saying, "You know what? It's time to stop this fight." The manager should have protected him. The trainers should have protected him. The doctors should have protected him. The referees should have protected him. Nobody did. Let's change the subject. Janani Golovkin. I saw him on the side of a milk carton the other day. Um, of course, he's 41-1-1. One one. The only fight he's lost was Canelo Alvarez. The only fight, the only draw on his record was Canelo Alvarez, and yet. We don't see this guy. What's going on? I mean, he's so old now. I mean, he's getting old. He's like 40 years old almost. Take that back. What is he? Um, 39, almost 40. Um, What's happening with him?
6: Uh, You know, he's a guy that, you know what? Despite his age, you know that as far as public awareness, he doesn't have any bad habits, you know, outside of the ring. So his body may not age the same way. Um,
3: but he doesn't and, train, but he doesn't train between fights either. He's a pig between, fi- I mean, I mean, you know, I'm not a pig between fights. He, I'm trying to say, he does not, he <laughs> won't lift a glass of milk between fights as far as exercise so is he, concerned.
6: That I wasn't aware. I, he doesn't, he's not one of these guys that's always in shape like year round, like Lloyd or Canelo.
3: No, no. According to my, my people and he, and, and he admitted it to me that no, when he's not training, he's killing, he's chilling.
6: Yeah, I mean, you know what? No one knows their own body like yourself. And, you know, Triple G, who's been fighting since, you know, for a long time. (laughs) You know, he's been fighting since puberty. And I'm sure it doesn't take much for him to get back into shape. Um, But eventually that stuff does catch up to you. Um, Maybe the punches you don't take are the best ones. You know, know, the older you get, you train smarter. Uh, As long as you're eating the right way... um, you could be ready at a moment's notice. Um, Triple G, the calendar only moves forward. Hopefully he gets back into the ring before the year's out, and he's obviously holding out for another fight with Canelo um, or a similar, well, he won't see a similar payday, but another big fight. Okay.
3: Oscar De La Hoya announced last week that he was, sexually assaulted, he was raped at the age of 13, and I'm thinking, well, maybe that's why he likes to wear a girl's clothes and that kind of good stuff. No, 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 he was raped by a girl.
6: Poor baby. No, I let me know, see. are you, I mean, good <laughs> Lord, can no. you feel sorry for the guy at, or what? No. At 13, uh, when I was, I could tell you what I was thinking when I was 13. So that's, I mean, I mean, does Oscar really need to clout Chase for attention? I mean, but, I mean, and sexual you know, I don't want to, you know, downplay sexual assaults and and you know, pedophilia and that stuff because that's serious stuff. But, um, and I guess we could laugh about it because it's from the opposite gender, as opposed to some of the other times that other fighters have revealed stuff like. Yeah, but wait, time out, time
3: out. Wait, wait, you're sort of telling me the Oscar's going, "No, no, somebody help me, please, please, somebody help me."
6: I, I, I don't think that's the way it went down. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe.
2: It's, yeah, it's definitely hard
6: to believe. And, and you know what? And I am—I was way off when you mentioned he. I totally believe that Oscar is full of beans. I—I I, I think someone went up to him and said, "Beetle Belfort is a big dude, and he can hurt you if he hits you." I don't believe that he was that grave, you know. And I got that confirmation from a nurse who said that if Oscar was that bad, there's no way he'd be able to cut that type of video.
3: Uh, you know, I concur, and I smelled a rat, and Larry Merchant smelled a rat, too. And Larry said to me, he goes, um, Larry thought you said there's a couple of ways out of this. He goes, either he was scared he was going to get killed and or um, the money wasn't right, and they weren't bringing in that kind of money. I mean, this thing tonight, this forest tonight between Holyfield and Vitor Belfort is on pay-per-view. And I got to mention this. I mean, think about this when is ever a welterweight or a middleweight at best pulled out of a fight and been
6: replaced by a heavyweight? Yeah, that's some that's some ish, you know. <laughs> that makes you wonder. <laughs> and then you see the weigh-in, you know, and Evander and Vito are basically the same muscular, you know, stature. Um, yeah, that's, that was kind of crazy, you know. I think somebody, you know, the smarter head on their shoulder than Oscar told him, hey, man. Have you seen this guy? <laughs> you know, so, okay. So, um, so, so the and ring- how about how about who's doing the color commentating? We're, we're, we're burying the lead, brother. Well, no, the, oh, no, that that is oh, that, four
3: or five. You know what? That isn't that isn't a lead. In other words, I'm just ignoring that altogether. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not. Listen, I only brought it up, Evander Holyfield, because I was in a him a little bit. But I'm not even going to do that. Bottom line is, Evander Holyfield. I wish him the very best. But at his age. He should be thinking about grandchildren and not fighting.
6: I hear you, but I mean, hey, I, I, I will be rooting for the old guy. It's the guilty pleasure. I will watch, and yes, let's hope he's. You're gonna helpful. pay. Yeah. I'm gonna peep through that window. Oh, that, that, that my neighbors, okay. my neighbors, they don't they, they? don't have blinds yet, so.
3: <laughs> you know, you are so eloquent in putting that.
6: Anyway, I got to wrap things
3: up. All the best to you, boxes PhD, Socrates Bomber, the Bronx Bomber. Have a great week. You too, brother. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide in WBC-TV.
7: Angie's List is now Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, compare quotes, and book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen
5: It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. Like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card. Choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation.
0: 1759.
1: Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
0: 855 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780.
2: I saw one. The only thing she was missing was antlers. She would have been in season jack, man. I saw her coming up to me, asking me for a date. I said, man, I'm hot rod. Are you kidding me? He said, yeah, but aren't you the one that's going to fight Mr. Wonderful? I said, yeah, I'm going to fight Mr. Blunderful. He says, don't you know what he's thinking? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I know what he's thinking. Absolutely nothing, man. When he's in a room alone he is all alone you see you forget i rode with him i know what an idiot this guy is i know his moves oh yes he's tough i know he's tough you think i ain't man i've been around you know that i've been there before he's tough enough to go and bench press 500 pounds who really cares man huh your idea here of a wrestling match here you got 12 wrestlers around the ring you got dancing midgets and leathers you got your you got everything that you've ever wanted in a match
1: now more of ring talk with Pedro Fernandez. Hey, you gonna sit there and let him talk to me like that? No. Nope. Let's go to some nice, quiet place where we can't hear him. He's got some nerve.
3: My little dedication to Roderick Coombs. Born Roderick Coombs. Of course, <coughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. May he rest in peace. You are tuned in. He appeared on this show a couple of times. I interviewed him at the Cow Palace one time when I was a cop. I brought a couple of kids out there that won an anti-graffiti contest. He took pictures with him. They took pictures with him. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and then the Road Warriors took a picture of him and King Kong Buddy took a picture with these kids So it was like the kids were f- like flipping out they couldn't believe it, but they were with Bryant school I think Bryant school and the mission district and they run this graffiti They won this graffiti contest that I put together with the San Francisco Police Department and the community relations team So I can't remember the two Latin, two Asian kids both brothers came up with that Brothers won the same art contest mope one and two I kid you not anyway bottom line this is back to the sport of boxing ring talk live worldwide it comes you course Saturday and Sunday 11 a.m. Pacific time, live on twitch.tv the sports byline USA channel Vive TV is picking us up V-I-V-E TV is picking us up as well so you start looking at that as far as your upcoming schedules are concerned I got a text here for about Gennadi Golovkin Golovkin is not a slob Pedro don't call him a slob I didn't call him a slob I just said he doesn't train in between fights in other words maybe he's changed due to the fact that He's had such a, a long period between fights because of the pandemic and things like that. So maybe his mindset has changed. But the bottom line is, between fights, Jannetty Golovkin didn't do anything. Yordi <laughs> Ugas, of course, the guy that um, that defeated Manny Pacquiao schooled Manny Pacquiao. Took Manny Pacquiao to school and flung him out. Of course, that was a fortnight ago. That was in Las Vegas, Nevada. Every Filipino in the world was watching that fight, and every Filipino in the world went. Manny Pacquiao went out a loser. That's not the way you want your future president to go out. He will be the future president of the Philippines, unless the current president, Duarte, drops him out of an airplane like he does those drug dealers. I get you not. But no, a reason why I say that he might be president, I think he's got the the political backing to be president, the popularity to be president. He's, of course, a senator right now, having been a congressman. But, you know, the current president... Duarte uh, is a guy that drops people out of airplanes, like I just mentioned. But he sort of reminds me of Ferdinand Marcos. When Nino Aquino was the president in exile of the Philippines, of course, he was like the uh, opposition leader to Ferdinand Marcos, the dictator at that point in time. When he came back to the Philippines, they shot him when he had one foot on the Philippine ground. In other words, he was coming off the airplane. I keep repeating this, but he's taking one step. One foot was on the ground. One foot was still on the steps, and they shot him dead. Okay, of course his wife would become president of the Philippines and I would get to protect her later, like circa 1995, 96 when she came to the city by the base, San Francisco, California, to talk about Corazon Aquino. But you know, you mess around with those Filipino dictators and things happen. So Manny Pacquiao, please watch your step. Anyway, Udirgus got the key to the city as far as Miami was concerned. And they're talking about maybe him and Pac-Man doing it again. I don't know if Manny Pacquiao could do any better the second time around. Why do I say that? Because if you give the Cuban more time to prepare, he's probably going to come in a better fighter than he was this time. And this time, he was clearly the better fighter. I mean, it wasn't close. It was like, you were going like, "Mm, you know, maybe I mm, No, no, it wasn't close. Manny Pacquiao lost that fight. He lost it going away. There's no doubt about it. Talked about his legs freezing up on him in the second round. Of course, Freddie Roach blamed uh, Justin Fortune, the strength conditioning coach. You know... I didn't, I didn't, there weren't too many people blaming people when Alex Ariza was doing this thing down there. Of course, Alex Ariza being the conditioner to the star, Serena Williams, I can go on and on. Of course, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, but when he was running things, Manny Pacquiao seemed to have his act together. I mean, of course, he wasn't 42 years old then or 41 years old. At the end of the day, Manny Pacquiao's an old guy. Um, I wish him the best. I think he should come back maybe and have one fight against somebody like me. No, seriously, I mean, somebody like me, somebody you can just like. Murder. I mean, somebody could destroy. I mean, that's what he needs to do. He needs to go out there and have himself a good butt whooping and pay the other guy a lot of money to get his butt whooped, though. Pay him a lot of money. Pay him a lot of money. Let him be the opponent, this and that? Let him come in and let him play the part of the opponent so Manny can go out a winner. I mean, that's just the way it is. And you don't have to fix a fighter like that. But if I get a fighter that's like a a sea fighter and Manny Pacquiao's maybe, well, maybe Manny's a sea fighter now. Is that the truth? Could that be the case, Manny Pacquiao? Because of age, because of father time, of course, father time is unbeaten in any sport, anywhere, unbeaten. Mandy Pacquiao's 42 years old, knocking, 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 knocking on that door of retirement, should have retired a few years ago. I mean, and you know... When you look at the at the career of Manny Pacquiao, that knockout by Juan Manuel Marquez, you know, of course, that's what Marquez. What did Larry Merchant say? He grew muscles? No, he had new muscles. That's what Larry said to me. I said, Larry, how do you look at look at Juan Manuel Marquez's body? What do you think? He goes, Hmm, he's got new muscles. Muscles on muscles. Anyway, bottom line is Marquez took some steroids for that fight because the first two fights he had with Manny Pacquiao, he got burned. I mean, the first fight, eh, maybe Pacquiao won. but I didn't think so. Anyway, bottom line was. Two fights were very controversial. Pacquiao was getting lit up in that third. I mean, Pacquiao was lighting up Marquez in that third fight. I mean, he he was, yeah, if you were Marquez's people, you're like cold and shaking. You know, like it was was tough to watch, okay? And then, boom, the one punch, and Manny Pacquiao was like snoring. 45, 46, 47. The referee's still counting. 48, 49, 50. He could have counted maybe to 100. Manny Pacquiao wasn't moving that night. Of course, he was knocked. Out silly, so that fight, Shaw probably should have ended Manny Pacquiao's career, but he had fights afterwards and he made some more money, and he is the most iconic figure in boxing, I think, since Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I say that. And Floyd Mayweather. Somebody asked me, today, "Well, what about Floyd Mayweather? You know, what about Floyd Mayweather? Where do you rate Floyd Mayweather? You know, having watched um, tapes of Ray Robinson, who I thought was overrated, Sugar Ray Robinson, I interviewed him in 1984, um, spent some time with him in Millie, and spent some time with Millie about. Two two or three years later, I think in, in Atlantic City, we had a party in Atlantic City for Sugar Ray Robinson and she was there. He had died at that point in time. But you know, um, I don't think that Ray Robinson for his time, he was great. But for now, I don't know. Anyway, I, I think that the Fantastic Four, the Fab Four, I'm not I'm talking about John Paul, George, and Ringo, I'm talking about Marvin, Ray, Tommy, and Roberto. I think those four guys would have gave Ray Robinson, hell, if they didn't beat him, I think Marvin would have steamrolled him. I think Marvin would have just been too strong for him because Marvin Hagler, when he wanted to be a beast, he could be a beast. Remember the Thomas Ernst fights? He was a beast. Remember the Tom, the Juan down fight when he got knocked down? He was a beast in that fight. But against Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran, the beast was taken out of him. Both those guys sort of <clears throat> sort of took Marvin's heart in advance. They had to. I mean, because if I'm fighting a guy, Good Lord, give me a thirty-pound, a thirty-pound natural weight advantage over somebody. Give me a thirty-pound weight natural weight advantage over somebody. And I'm not whooping them and I'm not destroying them. I'm not throwing them all over the ring. Of course, Marvin Hagler didn't do that with Roberto Duran. What do you say about Duran? Oh, he's got a cute right hand. Well, that right hand sort of busted you up that now. You were the one that was busted up after 15 rounds. Duran was winning after 12. People say to me, Pedro, how can you say that? Look at the scorecards. He was winning after 12. Yeah, I thought it was a close fight, but in the end of the day, Marvin did pull it out with those last two rounds, but he pulled it out over the fact that he was the bigger guy, the physical guy, the natural middleweight, the guy that was, you know, feeling his justice at 160 not Roberto Duran sucking wind at 160 of course Roberto started out at 122 was world ranked at 126 at featherweight, moved to 135. Of course, won the championship 135, 147. skipped 140 because of of Kid Cervantes down there. Antonio Cervantes, the guy with the coke problem down there saying uh, what Colombia? Yeah, Colombia. Anyway, he didn't want to um he didn't want to fight Roberto. So that was they were going to pass on that. So he went to 147. He beat Ray Leonard, of course, the No Moss fight. After that, sort of put Duran in disgrace for a little bit, and then he came back and he beat. Pepino Cuevas and 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 Davy Moore in the same year wasn't supposed to beat either of those guys. okay. beat both of them, both both by knockout. Of course, stopped Cuevas and four down there in Los Angeles at the Sports Arena, and of course took Davy Moore to school after the after after the second round. The fight wasn't even a matter of question. Once Roberto beat him to the punch with that right hand, I'm talking about Davey Moore, an undefeated junior middleweight champion at that point in time in 1983. I think that was one of Duran's greatest years. I mean, but he had so many great years. Why am I talking about Roberto Duran? I don't know. I just got off on the Duran. They were talking about the Fab Four. Anyway, Duran's Best year as an old man might have been 89 when he beat uh, when he beat uh, Iran Barkley because nobody thought he was win that fight. And, of course, that combination he threw in the 11th round, probably the greatest combination in the history of all boxing. Watch that combination. A boom, 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 boom. A 4 punch salvo, and Barkley dropped. And Barkley is the biggest middleweight in the history of boxing. You know, size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. And, and I mean, I'll tell you, he fought Kotea. That's right. Iran Barkley fought Jerry Cozzia, the WBA heavyweight title holder, at one point in time. He fought him in South Africa in a heavyweight fight. That's how big Iran Barkley is. So Barkley wasn't really a middleweight. He was sort of a guy that that sort of somehow frequently made middleweight. Of course, beat Thomas Hearns in that first fight. And then, of course, he was a 160-pound champion. He lost that title to Roberto Duran. Came back at 168. 175, lost to Tommy again. Couldn't beat Tommy. Tommy could beat Duran every day of the week. Why? Size. Again, size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. But Tommy could beat Roberto Duran every day, strictly, or even because of size. I mean, when you see those two guys together, it's like, yikes, man. I mean, I box. I wouldn't want to give away that kind of height and reach uh, disadvantage to a guy that can punch like Tommy Hearns. Speaking of Tommy Hearns, why isn't he the greatest welterweight of all time? Because him and Imadius Stewart choked in that Sugar Ray Leonard fight. September 1981, um, Yeah, it was a bit of sad, of course, at the end for Tommy Hearns. But Tommy Hearns had a chance to go out there and become the hit man and make— Trigger Ray the Hurt Man. I mean, here he was, this prolific puncher in this and a knockout artist knocking everybody dead. I mean, that's how he won the title. That's how he got his name, the Hitman, even though he couldn't punch as an amateur at all. He had no knockouts in the amateur, very weak in the upper body as an amateur at 132 pounds, but at 147, Tommy was a Hitman. So <clears throat> Tommy fights Ray. Ray decides to box him, okay? But, but, I mean, Tommy decides to box Ray when he should have went out there and tried to destroy him. But that might have had something to do with the fact that Tommy weighed in that morning at 145.3 pounds, who has almost two pounds under. He was in the Caesar Palace uh, a shower that morning, he told me, in the shower room. He had his own room, you know, and they, they, they turn on the steam, and, you know, the shower, the steam builds up, and you're sweating and sweating and sweating. We had to bit sweat off an extra two pounds. Of course, that and sending Tommy out there to box against Ray Leonard, I think that cost... Thomas Hearns, the greatest welterweight of all time tag. I kid you not, because he probably should have beat Ray. Probably should have went out there and knocked Ray out. Now, other people say to me, Ray Leonard was too slick to get knocked out. Not when Tommy's throwing them bombs at you, man. And he's throwing those bombs straight and hard. And I'm telling you, Tommy would get aim at Ray's chest and Ray would drop down. I think Ray would drop right into one of those right hands. Eventually, he would get caught. But Hearns never threw the right hand. In the fifth round, Tommy got fifth of the sixth round, Tommy got hit with a body shot, a little looping body shot Ray hit him with, and that cracked his rib. So from that point forward, he was fighting with a cracked rib, didn't have any pop left in his punch. When they stopped the fight in the 14th round, my buddy Davy Pearl, Tommy, Tommy didn't complain. Emmanuel didn't complain. Ray, Ray Leonard, of course, coming off the stool after Angelo Dinti told him, you're blowing it, son. You're blowing it, son. One eye was closed, all that kind of good stuff. And there comes Ray off the stool and winning the Welterweight Championship, the undisputed Welterweight Championship of September 1981. I'll never forget that one. You are doing the Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Tower of Power. Taking this break. You are so wonderful.
1: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council, right here on Sports Byline.
3: My cl- oldest friend, I just put it like my oldest friend, Um, got COVID, and of course he was a guy that didn't take care of himself, you know, didn't take care of business, wasn't wearing a mask for the most part, you know, didn't believe in the vaccine, this and that, because because he was listening to the BS that he gets off of YouTube. I'm telling you, I kid you not. So anyway, so today he's recovering from COVID at home. You just found out he's diabetic and all this kind of good stuff. All this kind of news coming to him in the last few days, okay, as he's recovering. Of course, he was sent home from the hospital in an ambulance here in San Francisco. So he tells me, you know, I'm um, getting my news now from YouTube. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, I'm getting my news from YouTube. He goes, I'm learning from other people that had COVID, this and that. I said, how do you know these people are even for real? And so why would you even go to YouTube? That's where he got the initial vibe to not get the vaccine, which almost killed him, not getting the vaccine, his fat ass. OK, and now he's a diabetic to boot. So he's getting his sc- sc- scoops from YouTube. And the reason why I'm bringing up YouTube is that um, YouTube is that I'm looking at a YouTube article right now. And it says, "Get this not Shaquille O'Neal banned, removed from the Hall of Fame. Now you know he hasn't been pulled out of the the National Basketball Association Hall of Fame, but according to YouTube, he has. So if you just looked at that YouTube that that YouTube headline or the Facebook headline, you would say to yourself, you know what? Shaquille O'Neal's in trouble. Shaquille O'Neal's not in trouble. This is just a lot of garbage. So what I'm trying to tell you is that even though I'm a YouTube Premium member and member, and I do enjoy YouTube, it's full of spit. I mean spit with an H. It's causing more racial and and, 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 and economic and political division in this country than any than any fact. That in Facebook, I've never seen in my entire life before. Now, let's go back to the sport of boxing. Of course, Devin Haney out of San Francisco, 26-0. Last time we saw him, I think was in May. Of course, he beat Jorge Linares over 12 rounds. Linares rocked him a couple of times. Of course, he is the undefeated dream coming loose from the city by the bay 26-0 15 kills the wbc 135 pound champion but he's really the champion of emails i mean ryan garcia talked about this before he's really the champion of emails and and um instagram and all that kind of good stuff and of course ryan's got a big following as well but devin Haney, you gotta do something man i mean you fought yuri gamboa last year he went with 12 rounds You went 12 rounds with jorge linares both these guys are sort of like Long in the tooth, like dinosaur long in the tooth. So the bottom line is, you couldn't finish two old men. What does that say about you finishing people in their prime? Straight up, this has been Ring Talk Live Worldwide for Saturday, of course, WBC TV as well. For Saturday, of course, 9-11. Want to mention mention the fact that, you know, President Bush was on TV this morning talking about 9-11. I remember 9-11, of course. Sad day in his history, no doubt about that. But on the upper hand, we come back Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 217, and Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. Until then, peace, love, and my humble respect.